Salutations, listeners. You are listening to another episode of the Dr. Jazz Podcast. And I'm your host, Nathan Holloway, your doctor for jazz. And it is our mission here at the Dr. Jazz Podcast to cure whatever it is that ails you through the power and the majesty of jazz music. We're back. We had spent a long hiatus. I, I sincerely apologize. Major apologies. Um, thank you all to, you know, you dedicated listeners who were uh, been awaiting uh, a podcast. Well, it's finally here. I apologize, but work has been uh, just absolutely slamming. I mean, you know, we have a season, and the season started in September, and you know, in the age of COVID. Um, you know, everything is, you have to do three times as much just to get the same thing done that you could have done in one move, you know, pre COVID. So, but I'm very, very, you know, lucky and I feel very, very blessed to actually have a job. So, you know, I can't complain too much, but, um, certain things just have to take a back seat and the podcast just had to take a back seat while I got this sheer crazy amount of work done. So I appreciate you all sticking with me. Uh, this episode that we are going to be taking a focus today is one of the many ideas I had uh, during this kind of hiatus, and it was adult jazz. That's right. We're going to be talking about and listening to uh, songs and themes that are more adult in nature. And I'm not talking naughty. I'm just talking about things that you don't necessarily think about when you're 20 or when you're 21. We're going to be listening to songs that deal with deep, deep issues. Um, some are very obvious. Some are not so obvious. Some are very hidden. You know what I mean? Um, you got to read into them. So uh, I thought it was a cool angle for a spotlight, and uh, that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be listening to 21 tracks of adult-themed jazz. So it's not the <laughs> biggest bang for a comeback, but here we go nonetheless. So... We appreciate y'all. Yeah, adult jazz. Here we go. So let's get to some awesome music. Is it a physical attraction? Is it sexual satisfaction? Is it long life together? Oh, going through all kinds of weather. Is it holding each other's hands? Making all kinds of plans? Never, never saying goodbye. Never, never making each other cry Love is all the above That's what love is Love is everything Underneath the sun That's what love is ah, All of the above All of the above 
it a walk in the park? Or is it kissing in the dark? Is it strolling in the rain? Is it joy? Or is it pain? If love really the answer, then what could be the question? I look in the sky and I pray Love is all the above That's what love is Love is everything Underneath the sun That's what love is All of the above your train? Were you caught in the rain? No, don't bother to explain. Can I fix you a quick martini? As a matter of fact, I'll have one with you. For to tell you the truth, I've had quite a day too Guess who I saw today, my dear I went in town to shop around for something new And thought I'd stop And have a bite when I was through I looked around for some place near And it occurred to me where I had parked the car There was a most 
attractive French cafe and bar. It really wasn't very far. The waiter showed me to a dark, secluded corner. And as my eyes became accustomed to the gloom, I saw two people at the bar who were so in love that even I could spot it clear across the room. Guess who? Saw today, my dear. I've never been so shocked before. I headed blindly through the door. They didn't see me passing through. Guess who I saw today? Guess who I saw today? Guess who I saw today? I saw you. So you ran into my former fiance. You saw her dancing last night in some cafe. Gee, I haven't seen her since a year ago. And there are so many things I'm dying to know. She seemed happy. While they were dancing, did he whisper things in her ear? And tell me, did she seem to welcome? His attention. Did he appear to be sincere? Was there a smile upon her face, or did she look bored? Not that I really care. I know I. 
never be But how did she look And did she ask about me Not that I really care I know I love Can never be But how did she look And did she ask about me How Did She Look? That comes from the 1958 album Torme on Verve Records. Uh, Of course, that is the great Velvet Fog himself, Mel Torme. And uh, the orchestra was conducted by the great Marty Page. If you're a fan of West Coast jazz, you probably already know who Marty Page is. And... um, Man, you know that that's a, it, that's a short song, but it's a deep one, because if you've ever been in love and it didn't work out, and you were right there at the point of getting married and starting a brand new life together, and it just kind of dissipated, it just fizzled out, it just didn't work. You know, there were other forces at work to make sure that it would not happen. Whatever have you then you can relate to that song. But you have to go through that kind of deep heartache and that kind of journey, you know, through life before you really get the deep meaning of that song. And then um, before that, we heard the great Miss Nancy Wilson from her album Something Wonderful with the orchestra conducted by the great Billy May. And uh, we heard (laughs) the... Very song, very interesting song. Guess who I saw today? And it's such a tongue-in-cheek, like I've caught you. You you were caught red-handed because I saw you. And then she, the way she elaborately sets this song up, it's just you just know that it's over when you hear that song and you hear Nancy Wilson just deliver it in a very wonderful way, you know. It's, man. Yeah, that's a deep song too. Because there's, what's missing is the backstory of how she felt when she got home. And she decided at some point that she was going to confront her husband, boyfriend, whatever, and um, said, we're going to do this civilized. We're going, and let, you know, you you were late from the office again. Let me make you a martini. In fact, I think I could use one myself, you know, so, <laughs> man, yeah. And then, of course, we started off the set with the inimitable Aaron Neville. From his album Apache, we heard the track All of the Above, 
and you do have to get to a certain age and a certain point of adulthood before you realize that all those things that he talked about from holding hands to making plans, sexual satisfaction, you know, physical attraction, all those things. You, like you get a taste of it when you're younger and you're, you know, you're playing house or whatever have you. But as you get older, you know, and I find myself getting older even this month, you know, I'm going to be turning another year older. And, um, yeah, some of these, some of these songs have deeper meanings for me. You know, whether it's uh, certain phrases that I didn't hear musically speaking, uh, certain lyrics that are a little bit more poignant. And I think that if you're a jazz listener, that the that's one of the treasures of this music is that you truly get to enjoy it on multiple levels. So, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, hopefully you enjoyed some of that, or at least hopefully it made you think just a little bit. So, um, we've got three songs that sum up a, uh, a thing that obviously, you know, everybody goes through, uh, some go through it more uh, when they're younger. Some go through it uh, as a midlife crisis sort of thing. Uh, and some never get out of it. So we got three songs that are rotating around one central theme. See if you can figure it out. Don't go anywhere. You are listening to Adult Jazz here on the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Russet brandy in a diamond glass Everything is made from dreams Time is made from honey, slow and sweet Only the fools know what it means Temptation Temptation Well, I know that he is made of smoke, but I've lost my way. He knows that I am broke, but I must pay temptation.
I'm all the woman he should have 
When he looks at me, it's you he sees. It's you he wants to kiss. I know, but I'm a woman too. So please let him go. Francisco means to me, the last five years, it'd be April of 1980, I've been keeping track. My first appearance here, down at the other club, Keystone Corner. Oh, that was the first one, so. And that was my entrance into Frisco. I'm gonna do a tune now that, uh, you know, most people don't like to sing about, but it's a thing that happens in one's life. <laughs> Sometime, not necessarily so, but it can happen. You know, and the name of it is, it's called So, like, So, what if it does happen? I mean, there's really nothing you can do about it. It just happens, you know what I mean? You know, so here is So. <laughs> Yes. 
The great Miss Betty Carter. Oh, man. Nobody can flick a lyric like Miss Betty Carter. I'll tell you what. So that was... (laughs) That was a tune called So... Dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot. As Daryl Philbin would say. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Comes from the double album The Audience with... 
Betty Carter, San Francisco, amazing music, man, just that whole album is killer, but such an adult theme, I mean, to talk about being in love with a married man, he looked in your eyes, they tried to keep it discreet, all these things, these are not kid-like issues, you know, these, it's very... Yeah, I mean, she got really graphic and, and, and involved in that tune, you know what I mean? Talking about all the, um, some of the details. And that's not something you go through until you're older, you know what I mean? Not everybody, but you've probably had, if you haven't went through it, you've probably had friends who's been through it, so there you have it, you know? Um... Yeah, just incredible music, though. I mean, this is quite a wellspring to draw inspiration from. Well, in the theme of that, we before Miss Betty Carter, we heard one of the greatest voices in jazz, I feel, Miss um, June Christie. And we heard Shadow Woman from her Capitol album, Ballads for Night People. And Shadow Woman... If you really want to put a modern spin, a modern, draw a modern comparison, speaking, um, you'd have to say that Shadow Woman was the first Jolene. You know, Dolly Parton wrote the Jolene, uh, you know, song about please don't take, you know, this, my man just because you can. And essentially... This was the first Jolene. It's just a tune called Shadow Woman. And June Christie's saying, like, please don't take him. He's all I have. You know what I mean? Just because you can, basically. Um, yeah, it's not necessarily just the man cheating. It's um, a woman having this conversation with another woman. And it gets deep into that. It's not that you're young and you just want to say, well, to hell with it, you know what I mean? If he's cheating, I don't want to have anything to do with him, you know? Um, those lines get a little bit blurrier the older you get, I, I guess. And, um, yeah, you know, it's it's interesting to hear a musical perspective on that. So, yeah. And <laughs> for those for those folks out there who didn't know what Jolene's actually about, you know, they just sing the words, and it was like, well, you really kind of, you know... You need to comprehend what you're what you're singing there, you know. It's kind of like uh, Michael Jackson's Billie Jean, you know. If you really want to put it in succinct terms, it's baby mama drama. So there you go, uh, or baby daddy drama. There you go. Um, so, but this is one of those weird tunes like that. And then uh, we started off the set with the the inimitable, you know, because nobody can sing like her, Miss Diana Krall, from her Verve labeled album. The Girl in the Other Room, we heard the song Temptation, um, which of course is made famous by Tom Waits, and I believe Mark Rebo is on guitar on both of those, because Mark Rebo has had plenty of albums that he's backed up uh, Tom Waits for, and I think he was one of the, the studio cats on this Diana Krall album. And it's got a bunch of great tunes on there. Some are better than others. 
She covers Elvis Costello's Almost Blue, who is her husband, incidentally, if you didn't know. I think they have two twins, you know, uh, a pair of twins. But uh, beautiful kids. But, yeah, um, Temptation, man. You know, that's just it's one of those tunes that has the right vibe for the right kind of content. And it's just, hmm. You know, and that's the thing, too. As you get older, Temptation becomes this sordid issue, you know. And some people, you know, they have a stronger moral fabric. And other people, you know, they want to explore. They want to live life. It, not everybody's the same. And in some respects, that's what makes us wonderful, unique, and varied, is that not everybody thinks the same way and chooses things the same way. And thus, it becomes, like as I said before, a great wellspring for inspiration musically. So, yeah. So all three of those things are around temptation, infidelity, etc. So... Hmm. Yeah, good stuff. And we're going to keep that train rolling just a little bit into this next set. So, uh, yeah. So don't go anywhere. You are listening to the Dr. Jazz Podcast. This episode is adult jazz. Also, do not forget that you can check out our website for more info. And we've kind of revamped the website so it's a little bit easier to navigate. Um. That website is Dr. Jazz Podcast, D R J A Z Z Podcast dot WordPress dot com. And you can also find information out on past episodes as well. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at N D H Jazz. And that way you can be hip to whenever each new episode drops of the Dr. Jazz podcast. And as always, thank you for, you know, the mail I've received during this long hiatus. Uh, I'm glad to hear some folks are digging some of the past episodes. Some folks are just catching up. They were like, thanks. You've actually given me a chance to kind of catch up. And some folks have given some ideas and inspiration for new shows. So there you have it. Uh, we are definitely going to be taking a look at those, although I will just be honest in full transparency, tell you that I have thought of a lot of different ideas for shows just on this hiatus alone, too. But we're not going to forget you. If it's possible to make an entire show out of it, we will. So there you go. And we always love hearing from y'all. So we look forward to it. Do not shy away, even if you are thinking about sending a mail, an email. So there you go. All right. Enough talking from me. Let's get back to some great, great music. Hush now, don't explain. Just say you'll Explain. Fire, don't explain. 
never say go away now. I was a king to her. Who's gonna make me gay now? It's only natural. I'm so blue. She was too good to be true.
That is pure goodness. And if you've been keeping track, you'll notice that that is our very first strictly instrumental tune so far in this entire episode. That's because with subject matter like this, words actually say more. But that is we one of the few instrumental, strictly instrumental tracks that we have for this particular episode, and it's gorgeous. And that is the luscious tenor saxophone of the great Ben Webster. And he is accompanied by none other than the great Joe Zavinul on piano. Yeah, that Joe Zavinul. The same one who started Weather Report with Wayne Shorter. The same Joe Zavinul that wrote... In a Silent Way for Miles Davis, the same Joe Zavinul that wrote Mercy, Mercy, Mercy for Cannonball. Yeah, he can also play luscious piano like that behind Ben Webster. And it's just pure gorgeousness on both ends, and we're, we win. We're the ones who win because it's just that beautiful to our ears. It's a tune called Too Late Now. And it sounds like someone who is very melancholy and reminiscent about opportunities missed from their past. And, man, it's just, I don't know, there's something about the reverb maybe and and just Ben's luscious tone on the saxophone. It just, it all comes together, man. And it's just, it's pure beauty. It's melancholic beauty. So there you have it. And it comes off the album Soulmates on Original Jazz Classics. So, yeah, by far one of my favorite Ben Webster uh, recorded tunes. And there's a bunch that I love of Ben Webster, man. I could go off on Ben Webster. But, yeah, that that one tugs at the heartstrings. (sighs) Before that, we heard the great Chet Baker. And... We heard, she was too good to me. And that comes from the album of the exact same name on CTI, She Was Too Good to Me. And um, if you know anything about Chet Baker, if you've seen the documentary Let's Get Lost by Chet ba- about Chet Baker, starring Chet Baker, um, it's more like a, a documentary that they just walk around and film him, you know what I mean, near the end of his life. You hear these really horrible stories that Chet was a total con man. You know, he'd go up to these women and go, oh, I just don't know what I'm going to do. If I could just have, you know, $200, that would really just get me so much further and get me on the right path. And he'd give all these sob stories, and then he'd go and he you know, he'd take the money, and as he was walking out the door, he, you know, he's like, I'm pretty good, aren't I? And he'd, like, raise his eyebrows saying, I should have been an actor. And, yeah, I mean, and just so he could go and, and 
get drugs, you know. So there's those kind of people. And you wonder if there was a moment where he lost someone uh, acting like that who really did mean something to him. And you wonder if there's like a kernel of melancholy or, you know, him going through his memories when he sang and recorded, she was too good to me. And even if um, he didn't think that, there's obviously some people that think that maybe they go back and they're a little too hard on themselves. And then like, she was too good to me, you know. Where would I be without her? And, um, yeah, it makes you kind of appreciate things. You know, sometimes you don't actually take the time to think about things like that until you get older. And that's what we're talking about in this episode. Adult adult jazz. So, you know, this is kind of a, this is a, a heavier episode. You know, every once in a while it's good to have these episodes. And then we started off um, that set with the one, the only Lady Day. Talking about Miss Billie Holiday. We heard, don't explain. You're my joy and pain. You know, and then you hear that bridge, man. That bridge just, it tugs so hard at your heartstrings. You know that I love you and what love endures. You know, mm. I'm so completely yours. Try to, you know, when I cry when I hear folks chatter and I know you cheat. Right or wrong don't matter when you're with me, sweet. Man, it's just. Yeah, that's deep. Like you, you feel it, you know, man. And it's no doubt one of Billie Holiday's best known tunes. It's right up there with God Bless the Child, Fine and Mellow, Summertime. Yeah, and uh, and rightly so, because she sings the hell out of that lyric. She really does. So, uh, and that particular that recording came from a, a collection, which if you're just wanting to kind of dip your toe into Billie Holiday, it's one of the best collections you can get out there on a single disc. It's the Ken Burns Jazz, you know, series. Um, they made a, a disc for all, or, or for a bunch of, of many jazz artists, and there's one dedicated strictly to Billie Holiday. And, man, it's just chock full of great stuff. As a a full spectrum throughout her entire career. So I highly, highly recommend that one. If you've not really, you know, dive too deep in the waters of Billie Holiday's music. So, yeah. Okay, so um, we've got three more coming up in this upcoming set. Uh, once again, all vocals. Um but some strange ones, and y you might scratch your head and go, really? Y y you put that one in there? Yeah, I did. So, uh, <laughs> without further ado, don't go anywhere. Here's the next set of adult jazz here on the Dr. Jazz Podcast.
from the lights on the village green when I was when I was 21 it was a very good year it was a very good year for city girls who lived up the stair with all that perfumed hair and it came undone when I was 21 When I was 35 It was a very good year It was a very good year For blue-blooded girls Of independent means We'd ride in Chauffeurs would drive when I was 35. No complaints and no regrets. I still believe in chasing dreams and placing bets. 
But I have learned that all you give is all you get. So give it all you've got. I had my share. I drank my fill. And even though I'm satisfied, I'm hungry still to see what's down another road beyond a hill and do it all again. So here's to life. Every joy it brings So here's to life To dreamers and their dreams Time just flies Our love can go From warm hellos To sad goodbyes And leave you with the memories You've memorized To keep your winters There's no yes in yesterday And who knows what tomorrow brings Or takes away As long as I'm still in the game I want to play For laughs, for life, for love
Shirley Horn with Here's to Life from her album Shirley Horn with Strings Here's to Life mm, on Gitane's records label and that it's it's such a poignant song it really is because you know I, I've heard her cover that and I've also heard Joe Williams cover it but no one knows how to stretch a lyric like the great Shirley Horn man Shirley Horn Miss Elastic you know with the lyrics God it's just beautiful and those strings just add an extra dramatic effect as well hmm and it's gorgeous and it's looking back you know all through life you know the storms of life the ups the downs and you can't sing a song that deep no artist nobody can really sing a song that deep and mean it I'd say until they're probably 50 you know so at least mid 40s so, you know, while there are great um, female vocalists out there, like Cecile McLaurin-Salvant, Esperanza Spaulding. Esperanza's only 35. You know, she's not going to be 36 until later this month, you know. But um, she couldn't sing that song and mean it. Now, she could, I'm sure, phrase the hell out of it. And she could make it quite musical. I'm not saying it would be terrible. But you don't get that kind of depth until you're older. Until you've really walked quite a many miles into adulthood. And Shirley Horn um, made that, that record very, very late in her life. And you could tell that... She meant every word of it, every note, every phrase, every drop of intensity. That came from personal experience. So, here's to life. Before that, we heard it was a very good year. And yes, you may sit there and scratch your head and go, Really? Sinatra? It was a very good year? Yeah, it was a very good year. And it comes from... The album, September of My Years. And this, I mean, this is one of those two-step equations here, you know. Sinatra didn't release this song until he was, you know, a little past middle age. And, um, you know, if you look at the September of My Years, it's not like he was in the winter of his years, you know, like when he was doing the duets series. 
um, that would be like the winter of his years, you know. But this is the September. This is coming off the summer of his lifetime and heading into the autumn of his lifetime. So th th there's quite a bit of poignancy there to not let the September of your life sneak up on you, but the fact that you realize it's the September of your years, of all your years. And then to have a song like, it was a very good year. And you talk about memories and going down memory lane, essentially, in a song with when I was 17, you know, when I was 35, and in, so on and so on. That's, remember the small town girls, you know, blue-blooded girls, you know, and Frank could talk about all the girls, am I right? So, you know, um, Rita Hayworth, Ava Gardner, you know, Mia Farrow, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just one of those things that, you know, as I'm getting older, that's, I, I mean, I've, I've been listening to Frank for years since I was probably 12, you know, <laughs> and, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, I love Frank. You know, I don't like that song. It was a very good year. That's I, It's just too slow. It's too sappy. Give me, like, Fly Me to the Moon or Give Me Luck Be a Lady or Give Me, you know, uh, you know, I Got You Under My Skin or any of those things, right? And the older I get, I'm like, okay, it makes sense. It makes sense. So if none of these are your cup of tea, then perhaps you're not old enough. You know, because I thought the exact same thing. I, I speak from experience. So, but now, as I'm past 35, Frank's words ring a little bit deeper in my ears. So, and if you've not thought about this and you're around this age, you know what I mean, past 35, not quite 50, um, yeah, maybe, it, maybe it's, it's, it's good for you too, you know. Before that, we opened up the set with Everything Must Change by the great George Benson. And this comes from an album called The Best of George Benson. Uh, I really enjoy this collection. It, it's truly got everything you can imagine for a George Benson collection to be. Uh, it's a bit older. You know, I want to say it's from the early to mid-90s. Uh, but it's got, you know, Give Me the Night, and it's got... Um, I just want to hang around you, turn your love around on Broadway. Kisses in the moonlight, um, love times love, yeah, and of course this song, everything must change. And this is a song that I've literally heard so many people cover, and I just really enjoy the orchestration and and the vibe that George Benson gives to it. Um. Yeah, and I mean, those, those lyrics are, are highly poignant, you know. There's, everything must change, you know. Uh, the young become the old. Uh, mysteries do unfold. Uh, winter turns to spring, you know. There's, there's lots of them. And then he's saying that there's so, that anything in life can change, right? Anything you know, what is that, um, what is that Jewish pro proverb that, you know, man makes plans and God laughs. So, <laughs> uh, but 
No, I mean, it, it seriously, it, it, it kind of resonates with that because it's one of those things that anything that you think is stable in life can change in a heartbeat. Except very few things. And those things are rain coming from the clouds, sun lighting up the sky, hummingbirds flying, right? So you know that those few things, those things in nature are always there and they won't change. And those that, that list of very basic things is all you can really count on to be stable things. So there you go. Um, but yeah, man, it's just like the older you get, man, those, those, each one of those words like starts to collect pounds, you know what I mean? So when you hear them, it just, it gets heavier for you, you know? And not in a bad way. Not in a bad. I'm not trying to be a be a bringer of doom and gloom. I think it's better that you know you are, which you know opinions are very subjective. But I think it's good that you know that there's somebody out here who's trying to necessarily acknowledge this stuff, so that it doesn't sneak up on you, and that you enjoy every minute of life for what it's worth, right? Right, because not a lot of time, there's a lot of the time, there's not a lot of people who stop and smell the roses. They're really too busy, and I'm I'm just as guilty, you know. I mean, I just told you at the beginning and the onset of this podcast, you know, work's been crazy, but it really makes me even more, even more so, want to stop and smell the roses, just appreciate good music, and share those thoughts with. Listeners and folks like y'all. So, there you have it. Okay? Um, Yeah, this is not a bad thing. This is a good thing. You know, we should be very grateful for all the things that we have in life. And, you know, and try to look for the best in every given situation. And that's why I, I do the podcast. Is to try to cure people. You know what I mean? In whatever musical way I can with the the power of jazz. I just love humanity. There you go. All right. Off my soapbox. <laughs> okay. Don't forget you can check out the website, Dr. Jazz Podcast, D-R-J-A-Z-Z Podcast.wordpress.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at N-D-H Jazz. Um, yeah, well, let's see. We've got one, two, three. We've got three more sets for you. So, uh, Yeah. Let's get to some beautiful music starting off with the great Bill Evans and Tony Bennett. You're listening to the Dutch Jazz Podcast. In her own sweet world Populated by dolls and clowns And a prince and a big purple bear Lives my favorite girl Unaware of the worried frowns That we weary grown-ups all wear In the sun, she dances to silent 
music Songs that are spun of gold Somewhere in her own little head One day all too soon She'll grow up and she'll leave her dolls And a prince and a silly old bear When she goes, they will cry As they whisper goodbye They will miss her, I fear But then so she goes they will cry as they whisper goodbye they will miss her I fear but then so
Maybe next year. 
I used to visit all the very gay places, those come what may places, where one relaxes on the axis of the wheel of life to get the feel of life from jazz and cocktails. The girls I knew had sad and sullen gray faces with distant K traces. That used to be there, you could see where they'd been washed away by too many through the day. Twelve o'clock tales. Then you came along with your siren song to tempt me to madness. I thought for a while that your poignant smile. Was tinged with the sadness of a great love for me. Ah, yes, I was wrong again. And only last year, everything seemed so sure. Now life is awful again, a trough full of hearts could only be a bore, a weak. In Paris, please the bite of it. All I care is to smile in spite of it. I'll forget you. I will while yet you are still burning inside my brain. As much stifling those who strive, I'll live a lush life in some small dive, and there I'll be while I rot with the rest of those whose lives are lonely. Thank you.
stifling those who strive. I'll live a lush life in some small dive, and there I'll be while I rot with the rest of those whose lives are lonely Such a great jazz standard, Lush Life, written by the genius composer Billy Strayhorn, who wrote many, many, many uh, great, timeless jazz compositions for many artists, but specifically for the Duke Ellington Orchestra. I mean, it's Billy Strayhorn that wrote Take the A-Train, not Ellington. And yet one of the greatest jazz composers, if not the greatest jazz composer, used Billy Strayhorn's song as his theme for years. Um, Lush Life, man. What, uh, first of all, you know, it's, of course it's uh, the great Johnny Hartman on vocals with that deep resonant tone that could just rattle your rib cage, you know, just, oh my God, such a gorgeous voice. And he's paired with the great John Coltrane from their album, John Coltrane and Johnny Hartman on the Impulse Jazz label. And uh, there's only a very few amount of songs on that album. It's like six or seven or something. And every one of them is truly a gem. I was talking to a buddy of mine, uh, Keith and he was saying that, man, he goes, I was at a gig, and I just remember that we went to this, you know, pal of mine's, uh, you know, pad afterwards, and we would just put on records. He goes, and that record was put on. He goes, and I was just spellbound. I was just in the corner just going, oh, my God. And I, I, I get it, you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this just the beautiful lyrics, the beautiful subject matter, uh it's it's melancholy. It's very sad. It's talking about someone who obviously has an alcohol problem. You know what I mean? And to make art out of that, that's genius. You know, um, you know, twelve o'clock tales, etc. Right? Uh, man, yeah. And it's it, it's also the the double meaning of lush life. Are you a, a are you a alcoholic lush, or are you Truly talking about the lushness of life. You know, it's one of those double meaning things. So, and of course, Coltrane and McCoy Tyner and company and all of them, it's just, it's gorgeous, you know, backing Johnny Hartman up. Johnny Hartman is, he's a lion to himself, man. If you've never heard Johnny Hartman albums like I Just Dropped By to Say Hello or, you know, The Voice That Is, you know, um, God unforgettable there's tons of great johnny hartman albums out there songs from the heart uh i highly 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 recommend it because johnny hartman is amazing 
Uh, and that is just a snippet. But once again, you know, that is, uh, we're talking about adult themes on this episode of the Dr. Jazz podcast. So, yeah, I mean, it just proves that jazz is one of those wonderful, rare art forms that truly is able to make gorgeous art even out of the worst things, you know, like alcoholism, right? And um, spending your lush life in some small dive, you know, while I rot with the rest, (laughs) you know. Oh, man, just heart-wrenching and beautiful all at the same time. Before that, we heard the Divine One, the sassy Sarah Vaughn, and we heard Sending the Clowns. And I know this has got to be one that some of you probably are scratching your head about, too, going, what are you doing, Nate? Well, here's the thing. For years, and I mean years, Sending the Clowns is always one of those tunes that I'm just like, oh, God, not Sending the Clowns again. I'd roll my eyes or I'd switch to the next track, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? And then... I just had, you know, my my jazz playlist of like thousands of jazz songs uh, just on, on, you know, shuffle, you know, while I was working. And this song by Sarah Vaughn, which is, by the way, it's from the Ken Burns uh, series as well. You know, we talked about that earlier with Billie Holiday. Well, Sarah Vaughn has a fantastic series, too. And um, you can check out that ar- album artwork so that you know what to order yourself. Uh, and you can check that out on the website, Dr. Jazz Podcast, drjazzpodcast.wordpress.com. That way you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, I was just listening to this playlist on Shuffle, and I was working, and it just made me absolutely pause for so many reasons. I- I've probably heard this song for the majority of my life because when I was born, it was the late 70s, and... You know, every time you turned it on, some kind of fundraiser for like PBS or whatever, or, you know, um, Jerry Lewis Telethon or something. There was always somebody singing, you know, Sending the Clowns or, you know. And it took me, (laughs) I don't know, 40 years, 35 years before it finally clicked. And it's just like, oh my God. This is what it's about. And then you pair that with Sarah Vaughn's vocal artistry, which, you know, I think it was the great Gary Giddens, the great jazz writer. He um, he said, you know, Sarah Vaughn has that voice that she could have been an opera star if she wanted to be. And I remember that. And I always just love Sarah's voice just for what it is. And then uh, her taking liberties with melodies etc. But this one, this particular time, it hit like an anvil on my ears. And um, yeah. And it, it it's not about a circus and it's not about actual clowns, you know. So uh, I looked up some information and of course Sin and the Clowns is uh, by the great Stephen Sondheim um, for the musical A Little Night Music from 1973, but I didn't know this. is actually an adaptation for the stage of Ingmar Bergman, the great film director. Ingmar Bergman's film, Smiles of a Summer Night, from 1955. 
did not know that. But in Sondheim's A Little Night Music, there's a character named Desiree, and she, in the second act, she is reflecting on all the disappointments and the irony of her life, right? So, among other things, she looks back on an affair that she had years earlier with this lawyer named Frederick, uh, who was deeply in love with her and who she had a child by, but whose marriage proposals she had rejected. So he was deeply in love with her, and Frederick asked um, Desiree to marry him, and she said, no, 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 because she liked, you know, uh, going around with other men, etc. And she met him after a very long period of time, and she finally realizes that she's in love with him, and she's finally ready to marry him. And you think that that's all there is to it, and oh, it's a, you know, wonderful story, right? But no. But now, he is married to, and deeply in love uh, with this very, 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 very young, younger woman. So, they're both older now, but he's in love and married to this, you know, uh, younger woman. But he hasn't consummated the marriage. The younger woman's still a virgin. And Desiree proposes marriage to him to rescue him from this whole situation. But he declines and saying, no, I'm dedicated to this young bride of mine. So... The reaction to Frederick's rejection after he's been, you know, proposing to her in the past and she denied him, she finally, you know, proposes to him and he denies her. And that's where this song comes in. So, clowns are not clowns. Clowns are actually fools. And for what it's worth, at the end of the play, the theme to Send in the Clowns is reprised as Frederick's young wife runs away with his son that he had with Desiree. And Frederick is finally free to accept Desiree's offer, and then they finally get married. So it's, it's, uh, it's a play full of drama. It's a song full of drama. And it just shows that when Desiree sings this in the second act after Frederick declines her, just like, God, we can never get this together. We can never hit at the same time. And for those of you who that, that seem like that might be, you know, who seems that that might be a little too, you know, like, wait, 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 what are you talking about? I can't keep up. It's the Jim and Pam situation with a little extra drama, right? Think about The Office. You know, Jim has it for Pam. Pam probably has some feelings for Jim, right? But um, she's with Roy, right? And so Jim tries to go after Pam, even though she's engaged to Roy. And she says, no, I can't. He even goes and he kisses her, and she said, no, I can't. He said, you're really going to marry him? And she's like, yeah. Yeah, and then he moves off to the other branch, and then she calls off the wedding, and then he comes back because the other branch closes. Remember, it's the exact same situation as sending the clowns. But he's got Karen Filippelli as a girlfriend who is the beautiful Rashida Jones, and so then Pam is ready for Jim, but then he acts weird because she declined him, right? And then, you know, she's trying to, like, you know... Get, get back in the circle and he's just like, no, I have a girlfriend. I'm very happy with, with her. Right. So, and then finally they hit at the same time and 
it all works out, but not without a lot of drama. So th it's a very similar situation. But it's just that, that kind of heartfelt drama. You can't go through that. You can't understand that until you've lived life fully. Hence why it's part, it's one of the essential songs in this episode of adult jazz that we're talking about. So, and of course it's been covered by everybody from Sinatra to Judy Collins and it's a jazz standard. But it's it's deep with and, and ripe with drama. So, there you go. Man. And it's just it's a gorgeous tune. And then of course we started off the set with Waltz for Debbie. Which is, you know, a beautiful jazz standard, a beautiful waltz that Bill Evans wrote as an instrumental tune. But Gene Lees um, wrote words to Waltz for Debbie. And the great Tony Bennett and Bill Evans recorded two albums together. And this is from the first one. And, um, God, it's, it, it's just heartbreaking, you know, because this you can hear this and you can take multiple... Uh, avenues to sympathize with these lyrics. You can think of Debbie finally got older, went off to school, to college, away from far away from home, and she left all of her teddy bears and her toys. Or you can think that she got older and got married, and she didn't want those teddy bears and toys. And you know the the parents are sitting there going, you know, you know they they miss her because she doesn't spend time with them anymore, the teddy bears and the toys. But then, you know, they're going to cry. But then so will I. You know, talking about the parents' perspective. And sadly, uh, this is actually written for Bill Evans' real-life niece, not his daughter, his niece, named Debbie. Um, so, yeah, uh it, it's very poignant, and this is one of those things you don't get when you're 20 years old because you you are Debbie, you know you're off in college, you're you're experiencing, you know the very first brushes with adulthood and and freedom and independence and making your own decisions and you know living on your own etc. or with a roommate, and um, yeah, it's only one of those things that and I can't even process it deeply. I don't have a, a daughter, you know. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I know plenty of, uh, of cats that, that do have kids and they are, they are very vocal about how sad that they are, you know, and, um, once again, to turn tragedy and beautiful into beautiful art, that, that's, that's a stroke of genius. And not just a stroke of genius on Bill Evans' part for writing the song, but for Gene Lee's part for writing the lyrics, and for Tony Bennett's part for such a heartfelt delivery. So, Tony Bennett is one of the living legends, you know. If you haven't subscribed to Tony Bennett's Twitter account, it's very worth it. He's got some killer recipes uh, that he makes. <laughs> some great cocktails, and of course, his beautiful art. So, uh... I'm glad to hear Tony's doing well. Love you, Tony. Um, all right. So we got a couple more sets coming at you. Let's see. We got one, two. We got two more sets. So we got like six more tunes. 
So uh, we do hope you're enjoying this. We know it's a little bit of a deep episode, but it's okay to get deep every once in a while, right? There you go. So don't go anywhere. Uh, remember, spread the love. Share it with your friends if you think they dig the Dr. Jazz podcast. And, um, yeah, let's get back to some more beautiful music.
It seems we stood and talked like this before. We looked at each other in the same way then, but I can't remember where or when. The clothes you're wearing are the clothes you wore. The smile you are smiling, you were smiling then. But I can't remember where or when. Some things that happen. For the first time, seem to be happening again. And so it seems that we have met before and left. Before and loved before, but who knows where or when? Sunsets stay a little longer by the shining sea. 
children everywhere when you shoot at bad men shoot at me take me to that strange enchanted land grown-ups seldom understand wandering rainbows leave a little color for my heart to own stars in the sky stay a little longer till the night has flown and let the music play as long as there's a song to sing and I will stay younger than spring This is all I ask. Vocal by the great Jimmy Rolls. Mm. Jimmy Rolls, 
uh, is a fantastic pianist, fast, fantastic writer, um, and he doesn't think he's a great singer, but man, he was a great singer too. He backed up great acts like Billie Holiday, and then like we just heard there, uh, Jimmy playing with the great Stan Getz, who you can recognize in like two seconds on a tenor saxophone going, yep, that's Stan Getz. And it comes from the album The Peacocks. Gorgeous tune. And the subject matter, I, I, I feel, is an old man vicariously living through others that he, you know, observes or that he witnesses, like saying, this is all I ask, you know, pretty girls just walk by just a little bit slower, you know, and... Uh, colors of the rainbow things like that like it, it will make him younger than spring because he's vicariously living through what he sees and what he observes and it's a gorgeous song and very 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 well done by the great Jimmy Rolls mm, mm, mm. before that we heard from another great male vocalist the great Harry Connick Jr., you know. Um, and this is a tune that I think kind of gets buried under all of Harry's output. You know, there's so much the New Orleans fair, you know, that Harry does, and that's great too, you know. And there's also all the bombastic uh, big band stuff that Harry arranges, and that's great too. And then there's, of course, the piano trio stuff that's very inventive and very uh, that's cool on its own merits. And then there's all the stuff with Brantford, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But just Harry, a piano, and a classic jazz standard for a melody, like a ballad. Um, man, that's just, it's just. It's bare bones. There's no smoke and mirrors to hide behind. And it's the great jazz standard where or when. I mean, Helen Forrest sang it with Benny Goodman back way back in the day. And you you never noticed this, you know, because it's not like a wham-bam feature kind of track. Uh, but God, does it tug at the heartstrings. And it's actually the last track from... The When Harry Met Sally soundtrack that Harry Connick Jr. Uh, arranged all the music for. So, you know, he did the It Had to Be You. It's the, it's the album that really put Harry Connick Jr. on the map as far as being a household name. And, um, of course, that's When Harry Met Sally starring Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan. It was uh, the pre-You've Got Mail. But this song is just so poignant, and he, he, man, it's like he milks every word of that song with his delivery and those piano voicings. And the piano voicings very much, by the way, remind me of the great Duke Ellington. Um, just, it, I, don't, I don't know. And it, it talks about, you know, so it seems that, you know, we've we've met before, and it's that you're getting older, and you can't quite remember if you've met that person before. You know, and have we laughed before? Have we loved before? 
Well, who knows where, when, you know. And it's just one of those things that could you potentially get to the point where you're so old that you, you couldn't even remember someone that you've laughed with, that you've loved with? You know, it's just, it's it's so poignant. It's so gorgeous. That's That has to be up there with one of my favorite versions of that jazz standard, along with the Duke Ellington Indigo's album version. That's... That's a killer version, too. But, man. Yeah, I just wanted to share that one with y'all. Because it, it is just so good. And this is truly the perfect kind of setting for a song like that. Um, and then we started off the set with the only other instrumental tune. I think that we've got... No, we've got one more. I take that back. But it's only the second instrumental tune that we've had in this entire episode. And it's a tune called Let's Say We Did. And it comes from the great John Schofield off of his album Time on My Hands. It's a Blue Note album, and it features the John Schofield Quartet, which uh, was a killer group on that album. You know, it was um, Schofield, of course, on guitar, who wrote the song. The great Joe Lovano <laughs> on tenor saxophone, uh, Jack DeJanette on drums, and Charlie Hayden, I believe, on bass. Um, yeah, I don't have it right in front of me right now, but yes, um, that's who I think it is. So I, I'm just spitballing from my memory. If I'm wrong, you know, don't hang me out to dry here. Um, but it, it it's just it's one of my favorite tracks on the entire album. There's lots of great tracks on that album. Wabash and So Sue Me and uh yeah, man. But yeah, you know. Fat Lip, I wanna say is on that album. Uh but yeah. Anyway, let's say we did. That that it, it's probably tied for my favorite song on the entire album. And it's this just gorgeous ballad. And um I used to have a, a, a standing solo piano, jazz piano gig at this tavern. And uh, I still miss my alcove buddies. But I used to play this song every once in a while. And it would just, it would kind of freeze a couple of people. And it would freeze the bartender, who is my, my pal Jonathan. And he'd just go, man, what is the name of that song? I just, I, I love that song. And it, it moved, you know, it moves people. And... It's such a poignant title. I mean, you could go in a multitude of directions with a title like, well, let's say we did. You know, is it one of those things that you, you're better off as friends instead of lovers, and so, you know, you just tell each other, like, well, let's just say we did. Is it one of those things that, you know, you're looking out for somebody and trying to shield them from any kind of harm? And so you say, let's just say we did. So, I don't know. There, there could be a myriad of meanings to to that that title. But it's, I don't know, it's very poignant. And it's a beautiful song. So, uh, with a title like that, it could, it could only be an adult theme. And that's what we're talking about. Adult jazz. So, um, we got one more set coming for you. 
three great great tracks but uh, we need we would be remiss if we did not advocate for this make sure you check out our website it's been revamped so it's a lot easier to navigate and that's Dr. Jazz Podcast D-R-J-A-Z-Z Podcast dot WordPress dot com and there you can find the album art and the tracks for everything that we play on this episode and every other episode so that you can order or go and you know support your local record stores and you know exactly what to get because it's exactly what you hear on this podcast because we believe in transparency and on top of that, don't forget that you can find the Dr. Jazz Podcast wherever you find any of your podcasts, whether that's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. Don't forget to tell your friends. Uh, remember, we're not making any money off of this, okay? So we are truly in this just for the love of jazz and to spread that message to any and everybody on the planet because I think it would help a lot more people out than you know, some of the news that's going on today. So, uh, and it's gorgeous music. So there you go. Uh, also, you can find us and follow us on Twitter at NDH Jazz. And that way you can know when each episode of the Dr. Jazz podcast drops. So we look forward to you following us. And by all means, drop us a line if you've got anything to say, anything that's on your mind, any suggestions for shows, etc. Don't hesitate. We love hearing from you. Okay? So, without further ado, here is the last set. Thank you all for listening. Let's start it with The Good Doctor. Life is a near death experience. And hell is right here on this great big earth.
gotta do is want it bad enough. All you got to do is want it bad enough. All you got to do is want it bad enough.
see trees of green, red roses too. I see them blue for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies of blue and clouds of white. The bright, blessed day, the dark, sacred night. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. The colors of the rainbow. So pretty in the sky Are also on the faces Of people going by I see friends shaking hands Saying how do you do They're really saying I love you I hear babies cry I watch them grow much more than I never knew and I think to myself what a wonderful world yes I think to myself what a wonderful Great stuff. So we started off that set with the good doctor himself, Mac Revenack, Dr. John, with You Might Be Surprised Because Life is a Near Death Experience. <laughs> Man, and talk about just if we only knew our worth, if we want it bad enough. Man, that's a cry for humanity if I ever heard one. We need to hear more songs like that. But there is still good in people. God, yeah. I miss Mac. I miss him so bad. That came from his album, City That Care Forgot, from um, right after Hurricane Katrina. And just lots of great songs on that. After that, we heard from the great Bill Evans from his album, You Must Believe in Spring. We heard... We Will Meet Again for Harry. And Harry Evans was his older brother. And if you've ever seen the video, The Universal Mind of Bill Evans, which if you haven't, I highly suggest you should check it out, especially on YouTube. Uh, Harry was a music educator and was Bill Evans' older brother, who he admired, looked up to, looked up to and loved very deeply. And, you know, Bill's life was full of tragedy, um, bad like from Scott LaFaro's untimely death and him not gigging for six months because he was grieving for his friend and you know fellow musician Scott LaFaro um, he also had marital issues um, 
He also had issues having kids, you know, with his first wife. She threw herself in front of a subway. Um, but then his brother Harry uh, was going through some kind of depression as well and wound up uh, committing suicide uh, by shotgun. And this absolutely just rattled Bill Evans's cage and just, it was bad. And he, of course, turned to drugs, but he also turned to music. And he wrote, We Will Meet Again for Harry. And that's a real deep adult theme, you know what I mean? If, um, if I ever heard it. So there was a lot of love for his brother. And out of tragedy comes beautiful music sometimes. We've talked about that a couple times in this podcast. And that is a shining example. It's one of my favorite Bill Evans tunes because it's so poignant. And after you understand that story, it means just that much more. Um, there's a great book called How My Heart Sings by Peter Pettinger. It's a biography on Bill Evans. Highly suggest it. And it gives a lot more details. But then we closed with the great Louis Armstrong and What a Wonderful World. And that is a song for as you're in the autumn and winter moments of your life, you look at these kids and you realize you want them to learn way much more than what you ever did. And you look around and you go, man, what a wonderful world. Because you see the good things that are happening. You know, you try to focus on the positive things. Don't focus on the negativity and in our world today much more so than in 1971 for Louis Armstrong there's so much negativity and let's try to be good to each other y'all let's try to love one another okay let's look for those positive things because I say to myself what a wonderful world because it's nothing but love for y'all and we do love you madly I thank you for listening. Thanks for sticking with me. We'll be back hopefully sooner than later with a new episode of the Dr. Jazz Podcast. So tell all your friends. All right. And until next time, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Y'all be good now. Because in jazz, we trust.